With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. I'm delighted. I've been la-di-da-din. Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top. Man, these boys, they be potting. I trust them like a lot. And they told me that I get it. Guess what? I got it. You should do it too. You will never lose. If you ever do, must have been a ruse. Ricky, that's my dude. Stoops is super cool. Sharks up in the pool. I've been sparking up my tools. I've been looking to win. Spend a little again. I've been for spittled it in. My God, I riddled again. I told them stop clowning around. They said what goes up comes down. I said I'm down with the sickness. My team stay ill. Now come get this. I'm just so David in life. I stay ready tonight. Deep dive, we rise. That's the medley, alright. Davy Delight. Davy Delight. Da 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 Davy Delight. Hey! Welcome to another episode of the Debbie Delight brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we're continuing on with our first look at the 2022 rankings. We're going to tackle the wide receiver position today. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, bud? Uh, I'm still recovering from last episode. <laughs> still recovering. Oh, um, man. I can't help Texas NM sucks. So They don't. um it's been quite an interesting um conversation i guess you could say on twitter you know what i mean um people have you know joined the correct side and then of course people have joined the wrong side and you know i i I released the twitter poll to the masses and b john uh, or not b john what the priest uh ran away with the poll so, Although uh, Bijan probably would run away with the ball. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you probably, put all three of them, yeah, rightfully so, uh, probably too. Yeah, but yeah. I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, me too. But um, yeah, if you're if you didn't listen to last week, Stu's is talking about the uh, fantastic banter that we had between uh, Brees and Isaiah, who is RB one, even though Isaiah's RB three in my book, but still. Uh, he might be going down a little bit further every time. I, I just feel like every time we talk about him, I might just drop him a rankings just because just to make Stoops mad is really, I think, the aim of this now. But um, yeah, it was a it was a fun episode. Um, I did say something slightly overboard, but I just got heated in the middle of the moment because I still think that you're 100 percent wrong. And I still don't think it's close. But with that's, that being that's said, that's what it set me off. It wasn't that. It wasn't where you have Spiller. It wasn't any of that. No, I, I did it was say that. that. Yeah, I know. And I don't. I still don't think it is. But it's all right. I, I, I you know, when we, we'll see what's ahead for us in the season. We we have our new Slovis and uh, Hal and uh, addition to that for this upcoming class. So that's going to be fun. So we'll see if we have any, um, you know, back and forth banter within this wide receiver position. Um 
I think this is like I was looking at it. So we talked about a little bit off the air about how getting past like that that seven, eight, even nine range. Mm-hmm. It was kind of just it's kind of a toss up. But I, w- looking at this class, there's a lots of lots of unproven talent. Um, some guys that we're we're not even talking about yet that are going to enter the fray, obviously. But there's there's intrigue in my top half of my rankings because there's a couple of guys dealing with injuries, recovering from injuries. So it's like, what does that look like for the upcoming season? And the bottom half of my rankings are guys that that have potential. It's like they'll be there, but who knows? Mid season, these guys might not even be in my top 15, right? You know what I mean? So it, it's hard to even dissect right now, but I struggled mightily with this position, Stoops. What about you? I would agree. Um, it just kind of hit a point where obviously it's, it's guys I like. That's why they're in where I have them, but it was kind of, it, it almost came down to, well, who have I been, you know, not necessarily higher on, but who have I been, you know, a bigger fan of, I guess you could say for longer. Okay. They'll be ranked higher. Like it was kind of one of those things at the moment. Um, Like you said, they all, they all have some form of, you know, potential or something that we like about them, which is why they're in where we have them. But it it, it was definitely, I would say for me after probably seven, so that eight, nine after range is kind of where it started to get, a little bit, you know, I'm not too sure. Um, there's one guy, though, that I, I think can, can drastically move up, but um, he's yeah. he's in my top 10 currently, but I think he can move up higher if the year goes as I think it will. So it was still one of those where it's like, do I put him here? Now I'll put him here. Well, I don't know. So it was just a lot of back and forth for those like seven and a, or eight and after technically. Yeah, for me too. There's a couple of guys that I see foresee making moves. It, it's just I felt stronger about some of these other ones mm-hmm. at the top right now compared to how I feel about some of these other guys. I mean, my top my top five ish is is pretty strong. I feel pretty yeah. confident about those guys. Anything after that, it's just kind of all right. I like this guy a little bit better, maybe because where he plays, maybe because of his upside, maybe because of his background, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. All right, Stoops, without further ado, I'm going to let you kick us off with your rankings. Give me your 15 through 11. Okay, so 15. um, I've got a a gentleman that started over at Nebraska, and he just transferred over to Kentucky. I've got Wandale Robinson. Um, He's just been a fun guy to watch, right? You look at at his numbers. um, Nothing ultra eye-popping, but consistent is what he really does. So I like seeing that. It'll be fun to see what, what he does at Kentucky. I don't know if you've looked at um, uh, like these projections, you know, like best case scenario, worst case scenario. Of course, I look closer at the SEC teams. A lot of people are super high on Kentucky this year. I've seen them best case scenario at like 10 and two. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Um, I don't see that. But again, those best case scenario. I, worst case, I think was like, Two and eight or something. I, you know, ten, two and ten. I don't remember. <laughs> that Doesn't sounds more accurate, Kentucky. But is, yeah, I, I think him coming in. I think Robinson coming in. It's going to help. Um, obviously, it takes more than one guy to to truly win a football game. But I think he'll come in and he'll help a lot. So another guy or the guy I've got at fourteen. Um, be honest, a guy that I haven't really looked a whole lot at. But whenever I've kind of gone through, and I sent you a little uh, sneak peek per se, but like that that spreadsheet I've been putting together with some some stats. I got a, so I got a subscription. I think I told you to uh PFF. Uh, just, I got a one month, just want to test it out. See what it's like. It's, it's worth it. 
pricey, but it's worth it. It's got everything. you need. Anyway, this is where I started to really look a little bit more. Uh, but Zay Flowers out of Boston College, um, not a huge guy, really. I mean, 5'11", 178. So definitely, you know, a, more kind of a, a speedster guy. And the cool thing that, that I have, and I won't necessarily jot all the way through it, we'll go more in depth down the road, but you can look at like how many snaps they took out of the slot, how many, I mean, how many snaps out wide, you know, in line, all that stuff. So um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of what he can do more, but he's got some good numbers if you really look more in depth at it. But that's Zay Flowers um, out of Boston College at 14. Number 13, a guy that I've definitely looked at a little bit more in depth, and I think this is going to be, you know, more of his time to really shine. Chris Ottman Bell out of Minnesota. I think it's his time to to really kind of take over. I mean, he was what behind Tyler Johnson and uh, Bateman for years now, and it, it's kind of it's kind of his turn, you know. And, and a lot of people, uh, as much as I hate to say it, when they have to sit and kind of wait, they just transfer out. He didn't, right? Now that being said, Minnesota is a very they're one of those teams. It's kind of like what Auburn did for a while, right? Where, and I'm not saying Minnesota is going to win a national championship, but it's like. They're not that great. And then the next year they are one of the top teams and then they're down. That's kind of what Minnesota has been doing. So who knows what they'll do this year, but um, I like him a lot. Um, he's one that I think could move up. I don't see him moving up too high uh, just because of the other guys ahead of him. That's, that's really what it comes down to, but liked him a lot. Number 12, um, this guy, as I ranked him where I have him, he fluctuated a lot for me from last year to this year, but that's CJ Johnson. Um, a lot of it comes down to kind of where he plays, you know, the, the competition, um, isn't obviously SEC, big 10, big 12, so on and so forth. So, um, but still a phenomenal talent at receiver. I mean, six two two thirty six. you know, he's, he's got some, some good size to him. Obviously he's able to make some catches, um, when needed, definitely. Um, and then to round it out at 11 for me, this guy, I, I think he could be – He won't, well, no, he'll be the second guy. I think he'll be the, the second best guy, even though I have him ranked third on this team. But um, Joe Ngata out of Clemson, 6'3", 220. Um, I think he could be the number two guy, my, the number one guy I think I'll get to later. But um, I like him a lot. I just – it's when you get to certain teams. Oklahoma comes to mind. Um, Alabama for sure. Right. Uh, probably Alabama more so, obviously, than than, than um, Oklahoma. But there's just those certain teams that their wide receiver room is just talented. Right. And that's what most colleges um, all colleges really strive for. So he's just kind of in a crowded, crowded receiving room. But um, he's going to be definitely starter on the field. He's going to play quite a bit. I think he's one that could definitely be their number two guy and make some some major impacts. But yeah, Joe Angata, 11. That's my 15 through 11. Yeah. So. For me, this bottom tier, I struggled because, all right, the bottom three guys, my 15, 14, 13, are all kind of more so unproven guys. My fourteen, my 15 and 14 are both Clemson guys. I got Joe Nagata and then Frank Latson Jr., okay? Both of those guys are in my rankings. Now, even if you look at some of their rankings or some of their stats from last year, um, Latson, 18, 281, and then, of course, you had Nagata, 783. Nothing really flashy, but if we look at the bigger picture, we're looking at 120, 130 catches between Rodgers and Powell. Both guys are gone now, right? So, and then, of course, everybody understands, oh, well, you know, Trevor Lawrence is gone. Maybe this team's going to take a little bit of a step back. Well, they're they're deep. You know, DJU is 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 is, is good. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He might not be Trevor Lawrence, but he 
he showed last year that he can be well performed in that offense. And and I think that these guys, that's kind of the theme of my 15 through 11. There's a lot of guys that I believe that have the potential. Somebody's going to have to step up in these offenses. They're going to throw the football. And when they do, some of these guys are going to have to catch the ball, which, you know, Jason Hasselwood, number 13 for me, he's another guy. I struggle between him or Theo, Theo, him. You know what I mean? Theo could put up, you know, either one of those guys could be in the upper enchilada of this ranking come, you know, come football, you know, come football season. Somebody comes out there and breaks out. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be guys that we don't, aren't talking about right now that are going to be breaking out. And then that's just where the fun kind of begins, right? You know what I mean? We're kind of just playing a guessing game. But some of these guys in my bottom tiers with all the open targets here and there, you know what I mean? That's, to me, where I I kind of was like, you know, I'm, I'm wavering back and forth. I'm going back and forth. How much do I really like some of these guys? And I liked Hasselwood's numbers just a little bit more than I did Theo. So I, I kind of threw him there. And a, another one, a, a Trey Knox is number four. Uh, 12 for me. Is that 15, 14, 13, 12, so 13. 12 for me? So who's there? So Trey Knox would be 13. Joe Nagata, Frank Ladson, Jason House. Oh, and You're then right. yeah, Trey Knox. Yeah. So uh, another one, not very proven, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But this guy to me, he only had seven for 70 last year. Uh, you know, struggle Arkansas struggles. You know what I mean? They're just, it's just that kind of football team, but this kid is six, five, two Oh seven has the dominant presence to play. You know, he can be a red zone threat. And that that to me obviously is exciting enough because if you have that guy that can kind of dominate in the red zone, it, it's great. Their quarterback play is splotchy at best. You know what I mean? So for me, that's that's something. I mean, they were three and seven last year, even in that offseason. You know, quarterback play, you know, hey, it's Felipe Franks. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever seen Felipe Franks throw the football? If you have, then you know why. It makes uh, sense. Trey Knox had seven catches last year. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. All right, so the one guy that's coming in at number 11 for me um, is Romeo Dobbs. Okay, the more I kind of dug deep into him, Carson Strong is the talk of the town, right? You know what I mean? I see him all over Twitter. He's the next big thing. He's going to be that guy. He's going to be the next quarterback. He's going to be it's everything about him is going to be the next big thing. So when I look at it, that means somebody else is going to have to step up to the plate. If he's going to throw the ball that much, that means somebody's catching the ball. Now, if you look at, you know, kind of history here with Dobbs, 2018, he had 43 for 562 in 13 games, 2019, 10 games, 44 for 649. And then 2020, his stats went to the next level. Strong and strong, strong, improved. And so did Dobbs. 58, 1,002 yards his uh, and nine touchdowns. He combined for more touchdowns this year than he did in his last 23 games combined. And then, of course, if you look at his stats, he had 11 or 1,211 yards in his first 23 games. And then, of course, in his last nine, he had 1,002 yards. So his stats improved. So for me, I look at that and say, all right, so we're going to see a guy rise because of his quarterback play. And, and when you look at guys... Like Trey Knox, even, you know what I mean? Some guys in, that I have in front of Romeo that I'm like, man, these guys, are they going to be, are they going to be good because of the quarterback play? And somebody like him who has Carson Strong thrown in the football, he could look a lot better. He ripped off to start the season. He had five straight games over a hundred yards. Um, He had one big game, seven for 219 and a touchdown. I mean, he had back-to-back three touchdown games. I, I can't rave enough about this guy whenever I started, you know, really digging deep into him. I love the fact that he raised his yards per catch by three. Um, he went from 14 to 17. That, to me, is another big step. So I, I'm 
this is kind of like entry level for him right now for me. Um, I think he's a little bit more proven than the other guys that I talked about. And I think his strong quarterback play could catapult him into that top, top 10 for me. So I'm excited about to see what he's got ahead because I'm growing more and more to like Carson Strong. The more I watch his tape, I think that he is very good. I, I am very optimistic about his his you know place of college, is Nevada. That's not his fault. Obviously, there is quarterbacks that do come out of smaller schools and can can be good, but it's still a question mark whenever you're looking at the grand scheme of things. So that is my 15 through 11. Stoops, hit me with your 10 through 6. So number 10, um, I've got Frank Ladson. So it's kind of funny. We had him ranked right there next to each other, just different spots. But um, Frank Ladson, you, you, I mean, you, you said it, you know, it's here. The thing is, so luckily I haven't seen a whole lot of it, but I, eh, I've seen it, but like with DJ, right. You're talking about how he, he's no Trevor Lawrence, right. I'm not saying that, but at the same time, he's a, he's a top quarterback. You know, he, he showed it to us in a, a small, you know, sample size last year, but the fact that he could go in against say what you want about that Notre Dame team, whether they were, you know, a top team, not a top team, it, they, they were where they were. Right. And they showed that they could play with those top programs. So for him to go out and do what he did against that Notre Dame team, I think that's a great sign for what we're going to see. Um, and he's just a big dude. I mean, the fact that he's what six, whatever he is like two forty something. And he's just running around like he's a running back. Like, that's not that fast, not literally, but the fact that he's got that type of agility for his size, I think is awesome. So anyway, that was the quarterback, but Frank Ladson got him at 10. Um, I like him a lot. Again, that Clemson receiving core is just going to be, be pretty, pretty phenomenal. Um, number nine, this is the guy that I think can make a really big jump this year. That's Drake London out of USC. Um, him and, and Keaton, I think, are going to be one of, if not the best duos that we see this season. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, I said it. There's a lot, a lot around college um, football that, that, you know, we can say that about. But when you dive deep, again, I've, I've got a lot of the numbers over here, but when you dive deeper into it, Drake London leads a lot of the, the categories. Um you know, like he, uh, what was it? I think it was like the missed forced tackles is one of them that I have. Um, yeah, he's one and two. Basically, when you took a look at, look at his 2020 season and his 2019 season, he ranks first and second and missed forced tackles after the catch. So it's one of those, you get the ball in his hands, he's going to make plays. So it's stuff like that that I really, really enjoy um, seeing. So I think he's one that, I don't want to say he'll crack the top five. Um I don't want to say that, but at the same time, we'll see, right? Uh, it's one of those where currently I don't see that happening, but if he comes out and does kind of the season, I think he can, then maybe. But number eight, um, I'm going to sound like you right now, but I'm Jahan Dotson, you can say, you say his first name, um, out of Penn State. He's one that I'll be honest, I, I had not looked a whole lot into. And then, of course, just scrolling through Twitter and you see a lot of people talk about him. So you're like, hmm. Let's go. Let's go watch some film. Let's go look at some numbers. Dude's good. Um, even as awful, I guess you could say, as Penn State was last year. I mean, that that I don't know. That team was definitely a letdown. Let's just say that they they had high expectations. They were ranked super high, you know, and then they just kept losing. Now people will say that Indiana game, you know, was was uh was his name Penix or whatever. Was he inbounds out of bounds? Did he, whatever. So they ended up losing that game, but. 
Dotson, nonetheless, came out, performed, did what he needed to do. They got him the ball, and he made some plays. So loved watching him. Um, definitely going to watch you know a little bit more dive in depth. But number seven, I've got uh, John Mechie out of Alabama. This guy is definitely going to be phenomenal, right? Um, he he's going to be the definitely a deep threat. He's going to be a playmaker. Get the ball into his hands. Just give him the ball. Give him the ball. Let him play, and he's going to make some plays. So definitely going to be fun to watch him. Um, number six. That's how far I'm going, right? Six. I'm going anyway. Um, Traylon Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. You talked about Trey Knox. Um, I don't have him in my top 15, but he's that. He's the one. Trey Knox is that one that's on that cusp. Ne- you know, when we do our next round of it, I very well could move him in at 15, 14. Trey Knox, that is. But Traylon Burks, to me, is the one that's solidified from Arkansas in my top 15. Obviously, I've got him at six. So that's pretty high up in there. Even with the poor quarterback play, I mean, Burks is just uh, – a talent, right? 6'3", 232, again, physical body size, makes plays. He's just a, he's just an ultra-talented receiver, even with poor quarterback play. And that speaks volumes for the talent uh, itself. And that's not just him. That's other, other receivers, even running backs, tight ends. It doesn't matter. When you have a quarterback that's just meh throwing you the ball and you can look the way that he did and others have – that speaks absolute volume. So I like him a lot, um, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I have no idea who Arkansas's quarterback is this year, so that's slightly concerning. But at the same time, not because he's ultra-talented. Just give him the ball, let him play. So that was my six. I do not remember how far you told me to go. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you. Okay, sorry about that. Yeah, I got I, I went to click the mute button or the unmute button and, and something and happened. Yeah. I so, didn't want to call you out again because last time you meant to be muted, so I just sat there. Yeah, no, it's all right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you obviously your your bunch right there is is a lot of of what mine looks like, but I had Johan Donson at number ten. Uh, I agree with you. Like a, a guy I didn't know a whole whole lot about going into this week and when i did some research obviously twitter you know says a lot about him i've seen a lot of comparisons that he's a better version of kj hamler which i would hope because we you know wasn't a big yeah. time fan of kj hamler so it is what it is but um mechie he's on my list too at number nine um kind of dug everybody it's like a loss he's a very high on some list and then he's kind of forgotten about in some other list and i'm like looking back at he had a couple big games last year one of them against your boys he had five for 181 and two touchdowns um he stepped up in my opinion like he stepped up very well last year in the slot for waddle you know what i mean he did end up with 55 catches 906 yards 916 yards and six touchdowns and if you look at this alabama team i mean we're we're 
we're looking for players to step up, right? You know what I mean? Like this is what this is about because 117 catches is gone. 28 catches from Jalen Waddle gone. You know what I mean? So somebody's going to have to step up to the plate and he already did, right? He already stepped up to the plate because he had 916 yards last year. So he's going to be that number one receiver in this team. And it's going to be interesting to see his transition. Can he capitalize on that? Because he's a guy that I think could rise up the rankings. Why? Mainly because he's an Alabama guy, right? You know what I mean? So he's going to go up against that top talent each and every week. So that's that's why for me, I believe that he's one of those guys that's going to really raise his stock. Um, and I mean, raise the stock. Even I have him, like I said, I have him at, uh, at nine. You know what I mean? So for me at number eight here, I've got uh, I've got Ty Frofogel. Fry Fogel? Is that how you I, I actually, I like him a lot. He was Fry another Fogel. one that, yeah. Like, again, when I dove deeper into the numbers, I'm glad you actually have him in there because he was one that I, I obviously didn't put him in there. But I like that. He has he had one of the more impressive three game stretches of anybody else in college football last year. And to me, this goes to talk about how, you know, the quarterback play can be very questionable. Right. Penix, I'm not a he's he's okay, Right. You know what I mean? He's not a great quarterback by any means yet. I mean, he's still very fresh and, and wet behind the ears a little bit. But this guy was unbelievable in this four game stretch. I mean, against Michigan. And again, it was against the best teams on the schedule. This is what made it even more impressive. I mean, Michigan was Michigan last year, but he went seven for 142 and a touchdown against Michigan, Michigan state. He went 11 for 200 and two touchdowns. And then of course the big game against Ohio state, he went seven for 218 and three touchdowns, right? That to me kind of blew my mind. Now I will say this, you know, probably was 75% of his yards came in those three games. But again, you can't blame that all on him for inconsistent quarterback play. You can't blame him for not getting the targets that, you know, maybe we would want to see out of him. That to me is some of the highlighting things that stick out whenever I talk about a guy like him, because as you said earlier, these guys that produce without the quarterback play, even like Traylon Burks, he, he's my number He's my number seven, right? You know what I mean? So talking about those guys, you know, you take an effect. All right, man, maybe his numbers aren't as pretty as some of these other guys are. But, you you know, like even John Mechie, you know what I mean? He was playing with Mac Jones, right? You know what I mean? A quarterback that was taken in the first round of the draft. Phoenix is not going to be drafted in the first round of any draft. You know what I mean? So it, that to me is something that really stands out whenever I see a guy break out and that three game stretch impressed the hell out of me and watching him play is, is, is phenomenal. Like I said, with Burks coming in at number six or number seven, sorry. And number seven, number five, numbers, (laughs) numbers are a problem today, folks. Sorry about that. But coming in at number six is a guy that you mentioned already and you talked up, but I don't have to say a whole lot about, and that's Drake London. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, you know, and I, it's not because obviously I have a, a, a love for Slavis, but it's crazy to me to hear you say those things about how he ranks one and two missed tackle thing. Okay. Because he only played eight games in 2019 and he only played six in 2020. So that to me is kind of crazy that he would, you know, be in that top enchilant of those categories, considering that he hasn't played a whole lot of football. Um, also, he has, uh, he had zero drops. Exactly. I mean, he has oh. 72 catches, 1,000 yards, and four, and you know, and eight touchdowns in his two seasons. Another thing, again, this is one of those schools that, uh, you know, obviously they're going to throw the football a lot, but we have uh, Amon Ross St. Brown gone, Tyler Vons is gone, 
you know, there's some th- those two guys had you know 74 catches amongst each other. We talked about this on the um, quarterback, I mean, on the USC episode. It's just like the North Carolina episode. These guys lost a lot of talent, so it's going to be interesting to see can these quarterbacks step up to the plate and really kind of provide to be fruitful. And I love, love, love me some Drake London. He is ultra talented. And of course he's got that size, man. Six, five, whoo, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Brew McCoy's got a, Oh yeah. Got a, I mean, he was a, well, he was, he was, he was was a five-star guy coming out of high school, but it's like, let's go to USC. Now I'm going to go to Texas. Now let's go back to USC, but he's at USC. So, the talent for him. I mean, it's he's got to he's got to step up big time for sure, and he's going to be involved. But yeah, it's it's Drake London's show, and we're just here to watch it. All right, let's hear that uh, completely probably wrong five through one. I think you're going to be surprised with where I have one guy, so we'll get there. Um, number five for me, Justin Ross. Um, I I I would not be shocked if I have him in the top three, two, one range by the end of the year. Um, I'm just, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say it, even though having him at five is pretty high for this, but just waiting to see what happens from his injury, right? Or the recovery aspect. I think he's fine. Um, I mean, he had a whole entire season, but the fact that it was a back, that's what kind of tempers, you know, a little bit of expectations, but the, the numbers are ridiculous. Like if you go back and look at what he did his freshman year, it was unbelievable. I mean, he had that stretch in the playoffs where he was just the guy. Just give him the ball, and it was unreal. So Justin Ross, 6'4", 205, ultra-talented, just a phenomenal receiver. Um, I think he's one that could easily jump up my board even more, Um, which, I mean, at five, how much more can you go? But there's room. So number four, I've got George Pickens. Um, It's still, man, like – what is Georgia's – I mean, we got JT Daniels, right? You you and I both. You've been higher on him than I have. you know, for, for more years, more time, I should say. Um, we'll see if Georgia allows that, that duo to blossom. We'll see if they do, man, it's, but, but again, injuries, right. You know, kind of coming back from, from uh, what was it? The ACL? No? Yeah. He tore his yeah. ACL. That's what I thought. So um, I don't think he plays this year. And if you don't he think does, so? I think it, if he does, I think we'll see him in like that November, December stretch. Because when – and I'll – remind me. When did it happen? I'll be honest. I, I remember hearing – February, that. March, oh, I think. So, okay. So it it's very fresh. Long. Yeah, then, no, yeah you're probably right. But I still – nonetheless, um, the talent's still there. So I, I think uh, – I still got him at four. You know, we'll, we'll obviously see how that recovery process goes. Um, and if it's anything like what they did with Daniels, how long will they hold him out? You know, he could be – and granted, Daniels was – there was that, is he clear, is he not clear? We don't know, but we'll see how that p- plays out. But I've got Pickens at four. Number three, um, this is a guy I actually had at one for a while. It, it, anyway, and then I moved him down. Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. I – so Ohio State's receivers. I was talking about um, – oh, my gosh, who was it earlier? Clemson. I was talking about their receivers. Ohio State's receiving receivers are un, unbelievable. So anyway, um, it's crazy. Garrett Wilson, um, I've got him at number three. I remember watching him uh, back in high school. He went to a school a couple hours away from where I was. They played here in San Antonio in the playoffs. 
it's just unreal. So he's six foot one ninety three. So he's not a massively tall, heavyweighted type guy, right? So you wouldn't think he'd be able to make physical contested jump over you catches. It's it's unreal his catch radius um, and his just Agreed. his talent. I remember it was in one of the playoff games. Now again, high school corners safeties are obviously not your you know Big Ten Division One size guys in most cases. However, his quarterback just threw the ball up to him, and he said, oh, I'll get it. And he came down with it 90% of the time, I'd say. So seeing him do that still at Ohio State is is, is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, but the two guys I've got ahead of him, um, just like a little bit more. Uh, number two, this one did change. I got David Bell at number two. Um, it, it, it speaks for itself. I mean, you watch him. Um, when Rondell Moore was out, what was it, two years ago, um, he just slid into that role and basically did what Rondell Moore did, right? High receiving yards, high touchdowns, just high targets, catches, everything. He was the guy, 6'2", 205, love his size. Um, David Bell was my wide receiver one for really all of last year, I'd say, you know, or, or not initially, for his class, I should say, for the, for this class. He was my, my wide receiver one. But I have made a change. I have made a change. Number one, Chris Olave. Got him at number one. Um, a lot of it came down to, again, when I started getting this little spreadsheet. I say little. been working on it for a while. But this little spreadsheet together that, I, that I've got going. Just diving more into his numbers. I mean, his catch percentages are phenomenal. Um, his yards, honestly, aren't necessarily ultra eye-popping. He's not sitting over here with 1,200 you know, uh, receiving yards. But he's getting touchdowns. He's getting Multiple touchdowns a game, which a lot of these guys are. But um, his catch percent is phenomenal. His dominator ratings are great. Like all of Alave's numbers, so like down here, thirty-two. I mean, I'm sorry, thirty-three point two percent dominator rating in 2020, twenty-four percent dominator rating in 2019, and then his first year on campus, you know, four point nine. That's kind of to be expected. But to see that jump from the first year to the second year, and even continuing into the third year, I think we're going to see some some great numbers from him. He had five games with hundred plus receiving yards. Five out of his eight games. He had 100 plus receiving yards. Um, the other ones that he basically didn't have uh, as high, I think he was still in like the 60, 70 yard range. So it's not like he was just getting shut down either. Um, three games with two plus touchdowns. Like he was just phenomenal. And when you look at PFF grades, he ranks sixth in the offensive grades, sixth in receiving grades, and number seven in the drop grades. So he's definitely, he's a top 10 guy in all their grades. It's just Chris Olave, he's, he's the guy on the team, right? Um, He's the – how do I say this? I think Chris Olave is more of the um, – I don't want to call him a safety blanket because I don't think that's truly fair, but it's one of those where he just seems to be that safe option, go with him, he's going to get it done. Garrett Wilson is, is along those lines, but to me he's kind of more of like that playmaker too. Um, they just kind of play different roles. It's kind of, you know, it's one of those – you see it a lot in basketball obviously, like know your role. You may not score 30 points a game, but if you get – 10 plus rebounds. That's what we need. So they play their roles. They play them well. Um, but yeah, so I made a change at my wide receiver one and that is my five through one altogether. Man, could you not be more wrong? Okay. That's, that's all I've got. Uh, your number one's my number five. So I struggled with Olive and Wilson, right? Five, four back to back. Um, it's interesting to me to watch these two because we have a team full of of super talented um, wide receivers, and then of course 
the quarterback play comes into question who will play quarterback this year, et cetera. But for me, I liked a little bit of a transition of what we saw from Wilson a little bit more this year. Um, I didn't dive as deep as you did about Olive there, but um, I, I did like the jump. Again, these two guys, I, I don't know. I, I, I found myself pairing a lot more of these guys than I, than I wasn't pairing them, if that makes any sense. Like for me, it's like uh, with Latson and Nagata, I think both of them have both huge potential. Like Theo Wise is just right outside my top 15 to, and, and Hasselwood barely made it in there. So a lot of these guys are getting paired together because one of them is going to excel. Maybe the other one doesn't, or maybe they both excel. It, it's There's a lot of question marks kind of that surround, in my opinion, there's a lot of question marks that kind of surround what these guys look like. Um, for me, coming in at number three is Justin Ross. Um, I'm buying that he's going to be healthy. Um, I'm, I'm buying that. And then like, if you look back to his freshman year that you brought up, like as a freshman with T Higgins, Hunter Renfro and Mari Rogers on the roster, he led the team with receiving yards. Um, the back-to-back games that you're talking about, he went 12 for 301 and three touchdowns, averaged 25 yards per catch. He was a monster in both of those games that kind of really, and again, that was as a freshman, right? You know what I mean? It's not like he was you know a a primed vet there he ended up with nine touchdowns that year um it's crazy to me his stats are are huge you know what i'm saying like he it's just i don't know year one he had a 21 yard per you know yards per catch year two it went down a little i mean a lot of it actually eight yards per catch but he had 66 catches compared to 46 of course he missed all of last year but if you look at the big picture, I think this guy's super talented. I love his size, 6'4", 205. If, if the health stays on this year, again, that's a having three wide receivers from the same school in the top 15 just kind of goes to show you how good this team really is. And then if you look at the bigger picture, Olive and Wilson being both in our top 15 as well. But that if we want Debbie here, I think oh, we've got to have two or like, three more guys. Exactly. So it's it's crazy to see that the talent around them is going to be very good. And um, coming to number two, again, these are the guys that I was talking about. My top half rankings having in dealing with injuries. Ross at number three with the questionable injury going into the season. And then, of course, we have George Pickens. Um, he tore his ACL. I think he should be – I mean, we're looking these days. I mean, back in the day, I was like, man, he's out for 10 years. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's like, you know, eight-month – you know, eight, ten-month recovery. Depends on what that looks like. Could we see him maybe in November, December, just to show that he's game ready? You know what I mean? Kind of like what Jalen Waddle did in the uh, in the title game. He probably shouldn't have been out there, but I do think that he just wanted to be out there to, you know, it's his final season in in college, and, and it's you know heading towards the national champion and stuff like that. So I am a big George Pickens. He's been my number one forever, but the the ACL tear dropped him down, and David Bell's my number one. I, I just I love David Bell. I think that despite speaking of despite quarterback play, I think that he's doing just fine up there in uh, in Purdue. And I, I really think that, you know, he had, you know, four games over 100 yards in his sixth last year. You know, he had 13 for 121 against Iowa. He had nine for 122 against Illinois, 10 for 132 against Nebraska. Despite the, the spotty quarterback play, he's still producing at a high level. I, I like this kid a whole lot. I still think that he was better than Moore throughout his mm-hmm. entire time. I mean, we're talking about a guy that even the year before that had over six 100-yard games. I like him a lot. I still think that he's, again, I mean, he's moved up because he was number uh, number two. I mean, he's still number two. I mean, it's a flip-flop of like one and two. But it, it's a 
it's a very top heavy strong class but like like i said i mean this this class to me there's a lot of guys that can move up i mean there's some guys on my list that i wouldn't be surprised are in my top five by the year's end so um yeah yeah it's just yeah so ross pickens bell three two one i like it um all right folks do us a favor head on over to twitter tell stoops how wrong he is about his rankings at Stoops1990. Tell me how right I am about mine. At RickyVlar underscore. Make sure to follow the show on Twitter. At the Debbie Delight. Thank you for always tuning into our show each and every week. Sorry we didn't yell at each other this week like we did last week. Um, maybe we will next week during our tight end episode. Which I actually found to be a little bit more fruitful than I thought it was going to be whenever I started diving into it. So I was a little bit genuinely surprised at some of the names that I found that I was like, oh, I forgot he went back to college. Oh, I mm-hmm. forgot he went. So there's some decent names that we can talk about. Um, still an unproven position, but as always, we'd like to cover it. Anyway, for you guys, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See you all later. Spillers RB1. No, he's not. Yes, yes. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.